was made to be aware of how the history of your art and your activism and your visual art have been connected with these issues that are becoming more and more spoken of, climate and biodiversity. And when I asked for a poem about melting glaciers that I thought you had written perhaps last year, you pulled out a poem from 1967. <laughs> so the question I normally ask people, how does your work connect with uh, climate and biodiversity? I think you're answering in every thing that you say and do. Yes, it's, it's pretty extraordinary how we have erased our own forgetfulness, you know? And my father noticed that I was like completely drawn to the books. He had the most extraordinary library. And so I would be playing with the creatures. You know, my friends would be the little frogs, the birds, <clears throat> horses, I mean, the bees, everything. I lived and I was left alone, which is something that Lewis Carroll says that is very important for the children to grow up unsupervised because then their creative uh, imagination grows because they're not being controlled, which is the opposite of what's happening now. When I, just before um, reconnecting with you, I was reading a terrifying article by um, a man called Evan Horowitz, who is one of these uh, well-meaning capitalists who believe that the world could be changed if uh, capitalists were to invest in long-term, and meaning corporations in long-term projects, that this would benefit humanity. And he, uh, uh, he's part of this organization in Boston that believes that and struggles for that. But what I was reading is an article he wrote about how the IQ of children is dropping precipitously all over the world. And so he ponders what is going to be the result of this for the economy, of course, because that's their concern. But when you think of what our society is doing to the children all over the planet, the, the profound reasons why children are losing their uh, creativity, their, their own access to their own capacity to invent, is us, is our society that is doing that. And it's the exact opposite of how I grew up, mm. you know, left alone and in the company of animals, in the company of um, MAD, MAD, M-U-D, the company of running uh, irrigation canals, the forest, for example, our little house had a, a sort of, and you can see it in the, in the film I sent you, on the front it had a sort of living green, uh, how you call that, a, a green wall I think, made of, of bushes, but on the back it didn't have any walls, <laughs> on the back yeah. it just be, went into the forest, <laughs> it just went into everything, <coughs> you know, and so this idea of the limitless, and I, I, I can imagine my little body you know, my mother says that I could hardly walk and I could disappear into the forest and nobody could find me for hours. And so uh, I can imagine the sensation of being a little body, uh, not even 40, 50, under 50 centimeters tall, 
and disappearing under the bushes, you know. And I think a lot of my art comes from that view, from being a very short little creature, prone to walk on all fours, prone to roll on the floor, which I still do, as you witnessed the other day, <laughs> you know. And so this perspective of changing your view uh, that you would be seeing not just through your eyes, your animal being, but also through how you're being seen by whatever you encounter. It's very uh, intense with children who are left alone. Thank you.